So yeah, we are sitting here by the water in Portland, Oregon, and um, I have the chance to ask Joker a couple questions. So um, I usually start out with the same question, but tell us, well first off, tell, you, tell us when you got started. I got started in the summer, spring summer of 1985. Okay. And how, how did you get into it? Um, I was really into skateboarding, and um, I just recall looking at the back of a Thrasher magazine. There was an ad, I believe it was uh, Lance Mountain, okay. holding a skateboard. <laughs> and it said Powell Peralta and like paint pen or paint marker or something on the grip tape. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I should do something like that. And so I started doing it on my skateboard, and then other people wanted me to do it on theirs. And then through a friend of a friend, someone's like, oh, you should meet this guy, he does that too, and then it just kind of turned into graffiti. So were you a Pal Peralta fan or a Vision fan? Or? Um, I was secretly a Vision fan, but I was definitely a Bones Brigade guy. Why were you a secretly a Vision fan? Because I liked their little, they were a little bit more edgy, and I liked their graphics and stuff like that better. So what was your favorite, I mean, is there a particular board that you remember? My favorite board was the Mark Gator board with the crazy yeah. The, I don't know what you call that. I don't either. <laughs> okay. Hypnotic design I guess is what it was. Okay cool. So um, were you in any skate teams or anything? No, it was just totally for fun mostly ramps and stuff. Cool, so when did you um, I guess when did that actually transition into graffiti graffiti? When did the name Joker come about? So, like I was saying, a friend of a friend introduced me to someone who was actually doing graffiti on walls and stuff, and that was, he was going by the name Joker at the time. He had moved to where we were living, which was a suburb of D.C. called Reston, and uh, he was from New York, and so he saw that I really liked doing graffiti and I wanted to learn a lot, so he kind of took me under his wing and showed me the ropes, showed me, like, how to do letters and showed me subway art, spray can art, and he had a lot of, of his own photos from where he lived. And so that was pretty much the springboard right there. So you were writing Joker? I wasn't writing Joker at all. I was just drawing people's names and just oh, having okay. fun. And I didn't really even have a name. I didn't know what a tag was at the time or anything. <laughs> I just was just having fun. So then this guy kind of passed down his name to you and then retired, or? <clears throat> well, yeah, after a while. I mean, he gave me my first tag, which was uh, Dez. And then, uh, like, once he showed me the books, he's like, yeah, maybe you should change your name. You know, this guy already has that name, and, which probably wasn't really that big a deal. I mean, not like some kid from Reston is <laughs> some suburban, you know, D.C. is going to take over the name Dez, but... Uh, Eventually, I changed my name to something else, which I don't even remember what that name was now. I think Red 5 is what I changed my name to. But then, you know, down the road, he uh, he changed his name to something else. And since everything he had showed me, like all of his black books that I always used for inspiration said Joker, and I was just constantly learning those letters anyway. Oh, cool. He just kind of... I can't remember if he handed it down or if I just took it. <laughs> And you you stuck with it all that time. When was that? What year was that? I would say that was eighty nine, eighty nine or ninety, something like that. Hmm. 
it was right before I went to art school in Fort Lauderdale, so, yeah, I think that was 89. So you were into art before all this, I yeah. imagine? Yeah, yeah. Just to draw skulls and snakes. Lots and... of skulls, <laughs> yeah. Lots of stupid stuff like that. Fun, stupid stuff. Cool. So, um, do you still skate? Um, every once in a while. It's like maybe once or twice a year. I mean, living in Portland, so many venues that, you know, why not kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got really into fixed gear bikes, I'd say in the late mid to late 90s and then that turned into geared bikes which turned into racing and so now racing bikes is kind of my passion well, that's cool kind of took over graffiti as well but that's alright nice so um okay so tell us about art school tell us about Fort Lauderdale um going to school in Fort Lauderdale is kind of stupid um <laughs> Especially when your school is one block from the beach, to expect people to uh, spend eight hours a day inside when the beach is... And especially, I mean, every classroom had these floor-to-ceiling windows, just constantly looking outside at the ocean. (laughs) So I didn't get a whole lot done at school in Fort Lauderdale. And so I went for a year in Fort Lauderdale, and then I transferred to school in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and got a lot more done there, but uh, got to the point where I couldn't afford it anymore, so I dropped out. And, but you stuck around in Pennsylvania? I stuck around in Pittsburgh for about a year, year and a half, before I went back to D.C. Okay, cool. So, um, what was happening in, in D.C. at the time, as far as graffiti goes? Uh, when I went back? Yeah. Um, or even in the beginning, I mean, are there other writers that, when you were starting out, that you sort of... When I was starting out, there weren't very many writers at all in D.C. I'd say there was, you know, you could count them on one hand kind of thing. Um, every once in a while, there would be people from Baltimore or from Philadelphia or even New York that would come down and catch the occasional tag here and there. Excuse me. Or do some hollows or stamp here and there but as far as local writers there was very few Um, and then when I went to Pittsburgh or when I came back from Pittsburgh there was there was at least about probably like 10 10 or more writers and oddly enough somebody I met in Pittsburgh knew one of the writers in DC and introduced me to them and who's that? uh, Mesk okay Mesk one and uh, yeah, he and I got along great and started MCA together, Murder Capital Art, because DC was a murder capital at the time. Oh, well, that's cool. And <laughs> I think it was so like cool. the third year in a row or something. So. Nothing to be proud of, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we started murder, murder Capital Art. And at the time, it was just me, Mask, and this kid, Wake. But there was other people in the city that were writing as well, like Cycle was writing, SMK, uh, Da One was writing. And then there was just like a, a ton of like hardcore kids that were, they weren't really serious, but they were still catching tags here and there, just, you know, for shits and giggles kind of thing. So these other kids, I mean, besides the hardcore kids, were they 
did they come in at, or did they get into graffiti through the same thing, through skateboarding? And um, sort of I'm that? pretty sure Mesh got into it through skateboarding. Um, Wake, I haven't, I still to this day don't know how he got into it. I would assume Cycle got into it through skateboarding, but I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, and the other kids probably just through music, hip hop. Cool. So, uh, what happened after that? What happened after, so, uh, after you went back to D.C.? I stayed in the D.C. area for a little while. I don't remember how many years I was there after that. Um, and then, to make a really, really long story short, my parents got back, got back together and they decided to move to Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> So I wasn't really prepared to live on my own at the time, so I had to go with them, which really sucked. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I, I stayed in Tulsa for like six or seven months, just pulling my hair. But the fun thing was, is like, I didn't know anybody in Tulsa. I didn't do anything in Tulsa. So every night I would go out and just kind of bomb here and there. Hmm. And that was really, really fun because nobody was doing that really in Tulsa. Were there trains? There were some trains there. Um, but at the time, you know, freights weren't really that big. Yeah. I had done a few, but I, it wasn't really, like, something I thought about, like, you would think about now, you know? Uh, it was mostly just highway walls and stuff in the city. There were a few writers in Tulsa, but I didn't know any of them when I was living there. I didn't meet them until after, like, after I moved away and then came back. It was kind of weird. And uh, after Tulsa, I moved to San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco, and then to San Diego, and then back to San Francisco, and then to here. And to Portland? Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> I guess I don't, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but what brought you to Portland? <laughs> um, I had two strikes on my <laughs> record and I just didn't want to get a third so came here cool so um, I guess going back a little bit what do you remember the first uh, do you remember the first piece you did I do I even have a photo of it too is that the one that says stop or stop real crime or whatever yes or skateboarding's not a crime or something like that or it does say stop real crime I thought I it remember. said stop real crime and I'm standing but... there in my underwear <laughs> <laughs> yeah so tell us the story about that um did you ever see the movie Suburbia the punk rock movie uh I may have I think actually. Flea was in it or something like that just about these punk rock kids and I, I don't squatters know squatters and stuff sounds really familiar but I can't say for sure well in the 80s it was like with punks and stuff it was kind of a popular movie so in in that movie there's a scene where they go shopping quote unquote shopping okay riding in a car riding down neighborhoods and anybody has an open garage going in and stealing food and whatever else they need so we had done that me and a couple friends and I came across a bunch of spray paint and that was like just when I was getting into graffiti so uh yeah, that was like my very first piece. <laughs> was that same night I was like wicked drunk. And I went down to this little convenience store. Did that. Cool. Pretty, pretty silly. So during the day? 
or was it was at night oh okay because the photo was in the day yeah so the next morning my friend one of the friends that I was with that the night before came and woke me up he's like oh you gotta go see it it's so cool (laughs) I mean it wasn't cool looking at it now you're like oh my god that's still such crap but for uh, for a first piece it's kind of funny it's still pretty cool yeah (laughs) I was totally hung over so I just yeah I just put on a pair of shoes and went down to my underwear (laughs) that's funny uh, do you remember the first train you painted? I do. It was with uh, it was with Mask. It was in D.C. So I think that was uh, eighty nine. Was like right eighty nine or ninety when I came back. Oh no! It was uh, I came back, went back to D.C. for uh, holiday, like holiday break from school, and that's when I met Mask. And he and I did a freight together. It was an end to end that had a lightning ball in the center or something like that and there was like lightning bolts going all over the place I think yeah I think that was 1990 it was a I don't remember the the actual name of the yard but I think people call it the ghost yard now I don't know why they call it the ghost yard seems like there's a ghost yard in every every town town, yeah Yeah. that's cool do you have photos of that? I think Mesk does yeah (laughs) we're gonna have to get that yeah well, cool. Um, uh, what else? So, I guess um, you're kind of known for this, this uh, a particular style, but it's it's kind of changed. And I mean, the thing I kind of always associated it with was transcend. So, tell us about tell us what that means and where uh, that came from. So, when I first moved to San Francisco. communication between other writers was you know pen pal kind of thing at the time so I don't remember how I got this guy's address but it was a uh, Carl 123 in England Manchester England and uh, I just sent him a letter with a bunch of pictures of stuff that I had done and he had sent me a bunch back and his stuff was kind of uh, abstract I guess you could say but not completely abstract but it was like, it was really cool, and I had not seen anything like that, you know. So I kind of, uh, I don't know. It just like it like struck a chord with me. Like I just wanted to do stuff more like that instead of more instead of traditional style graffiti. Um, I guess I was looking for a way to stand out from the crowd, so to speak which I thought was the goal anyway, was to be original. And so um, he and I just kept exchanging letters and photos and ideas and drawings and um, just trying to push it as hard as possible, like just do stupid shit for the sake of doing stupid stuff. And uh, eventually he was like, oh, we should totally start a crew. I got this guy these two guys in England who want to do something together, uh, she and Wreck, and uh, they were doing like crazy abstract stuff. I mean, she's really famous right now, and mm-hmm. he does amazing stuff, but I mean, he, like the stuff that he does now is very similar to what he was doing back then, you know, almost, I mean, it's almost 20 years ago, so I mean, that was really forward for then. And at the same time that I was uh, 
hooking up with Carl, I was also hooking up with Raven from TWS crew in San Francisco, and he was doing crazy, crazy stuff as well. And uh, I know so it was just like this whole thing, like, you know, uh, like elevate our, uh, our styles, elevate our ideas, and transcend graffiti, I guess is what, is what we were trying to say, is that we're going, we're going to transcend graffiti and do something different. So who else was involved in that? Um, at the time, it was it was me, Carl, 123, uh, Rec, She, um, Persue from San Diego was in it. Um, actually, Felon was in it at first. Um, I had a friend who was a poet. He did like some abstract poetry, and he That's was cool. in it. And then. Uh, there was supposed to be this girl who was like a crazy abstract dancer, but that never worked out. But it was, yeah, we were trying to bring in more things than just graffiti, but it ended up being just graffiti writers that did it. So who thought of the name? I believe it was Carl. Is that kind of still around? I mean... Um, I would say that all the remaining people that do it does Persuade still... Persuade still paints, but he did, I rarely see him put it up. He means every once in a while. I'd say, like, out of ten pieces, maybe one, he'll put up a transcend. Because I think, yeah, I think him and... Him, Ouija, and... Uh, Kema are, like, the only people that still paint. That were in the crew. Yeah, he's, he's still pretty active. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, were you part of any other crews besides? Um, I was part of uh, IHU, I Hate You, and BA. So how'd you get involved with those? Uh, IHU was just by association. I mean, Fallon and Soap and all those guys, the DC guys. Who started that? Was it I believe it was uh, Soap that started okay. IHU. Soap or Fallon, or maybe the two of them started it together, either way. And B.A., how did that... B.A. was Jace's crew, or is Jace's crew, and he put me down. Cool. Um, so that style, you have that the photo of kind of the first piece of that style that you did. Well, I think I think you call it, like, the first piece. The first that, one. Was that the yeah. IHU one that I did? It's like... Lots of blues and greens. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So. That was, uh, that was interesting that day, actually. Um, just because I had never painted like that before, and I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't really know, uh, I think I, I think I was more afraid of, uh, the reaction that I would get than I was of anything else. And I got my answer to that question the next day when I went to get more photos and it was already painted over. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. People, people weren't, re- I mean, there, was, there were people who were receptive, <laughs> but there was a lot of people who were not receptive. But, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? It's graffiti. So did you know what it, I mean, did it kind of turn out the way you expected it to? Actually, it turned it out a little crazier than I had expected it to. In a good way? Or... At first, no. At first, I didn't really like it. I, I thought it was uh, too far out. Um, 
like I, I think back to what I did after that I was still kind of doing that style but it was more filled in and less background as a fill in and stuff but I wish I had uh, at the time thinking back I wish I had actually gone even further after that piece like just pushed it even a little bit more hmm. so what what kind of inspired that I mean, was there it something was, uh, that kind of triggered an idea? Or? So uh, Raven and I and uh, this kid, Rage, uh, who was another guy that I painted with a lot in uh, San Francisco Bay Area, he, the three of us used to meet all the time and, excuse me, and just sit and draw and just, just do, uh, just say, let's draw something like this or let's try ideas like this and just see what we could come up with. And uh, Raven showed up one day with some, some, uh, what do they call it? Like uh, these old engineering, uh, old engineering like electrical map drawings or whatever, like these old books that had like electrical maps of like how the wire should yeah. go and all kinds of stuff. Electrical plants. Yeah, yeah, electrical plants. And he saw letters in those electrical plants. So he's like, you know, just just look at these and then draw what you see. Wow. But try to do it in graffiti. So it kind of, that's kind of how that whole thing kind of spar, spawned, you know. It's like just looking at something else to create graffiti, which is kind of how architecture came into what I do. It's just seeing architecture plans. And oh, interesting just looking for something else to inspire what I was doing on the walls. So the lines that don't, you know, that don't end, that kind of yeah. fade out, they're kind of where the electrical plans are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a little bit of change of scene. We're now indoors, so hopefully it'll be a little, maybe it'll be a little quieter. But, um, okay, so you were talking about the electrical plans and how they inspired that. Yeah, well, yeah, the idea was to find inspiration in other things that weren't graffiti-related or, um, you know, I guess, yeah, just that weren't graffiti-related. And so, yeah, it was uh, the electrical plans was what he had come up with. He, you know, like I said, he brought that book, and it was just, like, littered with these crazy, crazy drawings. Who was this again? Raven oh, okay. from TWS Crew. And so uh, I remember just going to the bookstore and looking at architectural books, and just like the plans that they had, you know, especially ones that had uh, geographical maps as well, just like that organic shape with the really, you know, straight line shape as well. All the topo lines? Yeah, like that was really, really cool to me. So that's kind of... Uh, nice. It's kind of where all that came from for me. <laughs> so how... Um... So what happened after that in terms of architecture? Um, like how does how does architecture inspire what you're doing now? Um, so I guess uh, like it's kind of interesting to me that you're still, you know, that that has led to like a genuine interest in architecture, and that you're still yeah. sort of influenced by that. 
I think I was always inspired by architecture in one form or another, but not really within graffiti. Um, like I was telling you before, like I had, had wanted to be an architect or a draftsman or whatever it was when I was in school, so there was some interest in there to begin with, but I never made that connection of like, you know, looking at an architectural drawing and saying, oh, you know, that could be an L or that could be an, an M mm -hmm. or something, you know. I never made that connection before. And so uh, once I started making that connection, um, you know, I started looking at more and more books and more and more drawings, and that's how I came across Zaha Hadid. And, I mean, that, her drawings and her paintings, like, changed everything hmm. for what I was doing. I mean, it was, like, overnight, pretty much. And where did you first just stumble across one of her books, or? Man, I don't even recall. But I want to say, yeah, that I just, uh, maybe it was the internet, or, you know, I don't even remember. I just remember seeing some image and it had to do with, uh, I think it was the fire station that she had done in Germany and I was just blown away. So I was like, wow, you know, that could, that could be a piece, you know, just looking at the topographic, topographical image of that, that building was, that was a piece to me. Like that's how I saw it. So. Have you seen any of her buildings? In person? Yeah. No. <laughs> Unfortunately. There are Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Um, what other things were people looking at other things besides... Like, what else... Um, I, where I, else were people going besides, like, architecture? I think some people were looking at... Like, I think Rach might have been looking at, um, like, Celtic stuff, which wasn't really uncommon. I mean, there are a lot of people that were doing Celtic graffiti or that looked like Celtic graffiti, but uh, he was doing it in a different way that was more, uh, almost like tribal instead of Celtic. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like we each had found our own little niche. Like I went toward architecture, Raven went toward the electrical maps, and then Rage was, yeah, more toward like tribal tattooing or Hmm. So, um, oh, I had a question, but I lost it. <laughs> um, okay, so I remember, I remember the tribal design that that you did. That was kind of that style. Do you remember? Uh, I don't. Oh, well, I I'd done a few actually. Yeah. So tell us how you got like. I started doing shirts and stuff for tribal for tribal and I mean you've done you've done designs for a lot of different um, so for tribal uh, it was I had moved to San Diego and was trying to meet writers there and, uh, I can't remember who gave me their number the guys at tribal were like oh you know contact these guys they know writers and so I did and just kind of hit it off with them like yeah you should do a shirt for us but at the time they was just characters and <laughs> I didn't really feel very strong with characters, but I did a couple anyway, and they, uh, they actually did pretty well, so I was excited. And they, uh... Oh, so you did a couple character shirts for them? And at they, first, yeah. And they sold well, and so... 
And so I had done, I think I did two more character shirts. And I talked to him into letting me do uh, actual letters. <laughs> and it didn't do well at all. Like, I don't... <laughs> I think even to this day, he would still say, oh, it did okay, but I think he's just being nice. Like, I... Because I pulled a lot of the orders mm-hmm. that people ordered, and I don't ever remember going to my section and pulling that shirt for any of the orders that I pulled. So did you actually work for Trevor? I did, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I worked for them uh, just pulling shirts, like pulling orders that people had ordered, and um, when they had trade shows, I would go and help set up and tear down. There's actually even a few where I worked as like a guy that was, you know, that showed you all the shirts and mm-hmm. told you the pricing and all that kind of stuff. Sales, oh. Salesman. <laughs> and who, what other what other companies have you done shirts for and stuff? Um, I've done shirts for a playground that I don't think did very well either. I've done <laughs> I did a collaboration with Cody Hudson for Burton Snowboards. We did a line of six snowboards. I have no idea how that did did some stuff for Nike that never got produced. I think that's it. I'm sure there's other stuff like that. I just can't remember. So what is, um, I guess, how how has, like, graffiti influenced what you're doing now? I mean, outside, in terms of art. <laughs> um, so... Other than bike racing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole lot of changes going on there um I guess now that I you know I don't really paint walls anymore I don't go out to paint anymore I mostly just paint canvas and I paint or I do I still do a lot of drawings and I definitely tool around the computer a little bit but uh it's a lot more graphic in nature um, but it still has like that it still has that, to me at least, it still has that architectural element to it. I guess I still see it, but I mean, most people wouldn't. Most people have said to me that they don't see the connection. But Between architecture? And what I'm doing currently, but I still see it. Are they thinking, like, the architecture they see around them? or I think so, Do they yeah, actually know, like, who Zaha Hadid is and... I think people that do know would probably say, oh, yeah, I can see where that's coming from. Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, I think someone, if I say, yeah, you know, it's it's inspired by architecture, they're going to think, how's that a building? Right. So how often do you paint now? I mean, are you, do you Uh, paint a lot? I was painting a lot, and then I took about a year off, and I recently just bought a, you know, a bunch of supplies to get started again, so. Oh, cool. Um, I haven't had a studio space I live in a very small house right now, so it's uh, it's gonna be challenging, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, I know you've done like some gallery shows and stuff like that. How was how was that? They're they were really cool. Um, I met a guy here when I moved to Portland. Um, well, not when I moved to Portland, but after living here for a while. This guy Richard, he 
saw something in my artwork and said, you know, I think it's marketable if you did canvases. So he got me my first solo show here in Portland at Just Be Toys at the Compound Gallery. And uh, I was really skeptical, but he saw something that I didn't see, so I went for it and actually did really, really well, had a really good reception. So um, it just kind of went on from that. Like that show uh, sparked a lot more shows, which mm -hmm. was amazing to me. Like I just didn't even think that that would happen. So it was actually pretty cool, and I got to go everywhere. I mean, I've been all over the world pretty much just for canvas work. Oh wow! So I'm pretty damn lucky. Because <laughs> I know there are a lot more artists out there who are way more amazing than I am that will never get that chance. It's really hard to sell some of the paintings, like. If it's a painting that I would rather not sell, or and I don't know if I would rather not sell. It's more like <laughs> to see it go away. I think it's more that it, like I'll price it really high in the hopes that I'll get to look at it for a little while longer. Because it's very rare that I do something that I like. So when I do, it's kind of hard to get rid of it. Hmm. Like I have one piece in my house that I did and. I don't think I'll ever put it up for sale, ever. That's cool. So when you start painting again, are you going to have some more shows coming up? Um, if somebody asked me to, yeah. You're, you're not? I'm not painting them to for a show. I'm just painting them mm -hmm. just to paint them. So yeah, if a show comes up, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, cool. So how does... Um, I guess compare that to like doing graffiti, I guess, illegal artwork compared with kind of gallery artwork. How does it compare? Yeah, I mean, is it like... It doesn't compare. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's no thrill. There's, it's, I mean, like a gallery is like, like, you know, part of the reason why I took a year off was most of the shows that I had was doing it was more about who was at the show and not necessarily the artwork that was at the show and I thought that was really cheesy um, what do you mean like it was just more about like the environment and not necessarily the artwork itself like uh, oh you know um, famous Shepard Fairey is having an art show here or something like that uh -huh. it's like People who don't even care about Shepard Fairey's artwork are it's going to go to that show because they know there's going to be a lot of people at that show, and that's how it seemed to me. It was like more people went to the you know went to gallery shows because other people were going to be there, not because they were there for the work. Okay, that makes sense. At least that's how I felt. And so I just I just wanted to step away from that. You know, the first couple of shows I did, I I didn't feel that way at all. I, but like, I mean, not just because the piece is sold, but it just seemed like the people that were there for the art were like very receptive and it wasn't just a bunch of people standing around, you know, looking away from the walls, yeah. which is what I started to notice later on, was that, you know, it was hardly anybody checking out the artwork and everybody checking out everybody else. That's interesting. 
So um, I guess going back to graffiti, what was, was there like a specific time period or a year in graffiti that you thought was like the best? Like For me? Yeah, like you were painting <laughs> with people that, you know, you guys were all really active or good city, good times. <laughs> I would say like my probably more fondest memories I have of writing would be when like High and Felon and Jets and Mover and like all those guys were living here in Portland and we were just painting freights all the time. That, that was just a really, really fun time. And for me, like a guy who does crazy, crazy abstract, stupid stuff, painting trains a lot was really, really good uh, for me um, to keep my letter structure grounded, I guess you could say. Because like, when you do abstract graffiti, it can get really abstract to the point where even a piece that I draw or paint, like I'll look at it and go, you know, I don't, I don't know what the hell that says. I can't see where the J or the O or whatever. But, you know, constantly doing freights and having to do, like, you know, more simple styles, more traditional styles, which personally I feel looks better on a freight than some crazy whacked out stuff. Um, yeah, it just helped keep my crazy abstract stuff a little more grounded and not so off the wall. So what year was that? When was, I mean, if you had to pin it down to a year or a... I would say, like, 2000, yeah. And why was that? Was it just cool because everyone was... I think, yeah, I think it was just cool because, like, you know, there was the people that, you know, like, High and Felon, you know, from D.C. were here. So that was, like, my D.C. connection. And then Jets and Mover, who were local Portland guys, we were all friends together. We all hung out together. So it was just like, I don't know, it was just like a really good time, really great camaraderie, and then just like each other, you know, egging each other, okay, let's go paint, we're going to go paint, we're going to go paint, we're going to go paint. So it was like constantly painting, you know, whether it was walls or freights or whatever. It was just, it was just a good time cool. for me. So did they all come, I mean, were you the first one to sort of set up camp in... Well, Jetson Mover were from here. They were from here, yeah. Um, and I had a friend from San Francisco who dabbled in graffiti. He he wrote Kane. Um, he had moved here first from San Francisco, and he had kind of talked me into moving up here, which I'm really glad he did. Um, so, yeah, he hung out with us a lot as well, and he painted with us as well, just not as often. But, uh, yeah, so I was kind of the first one here from that group. Hmm. And then, uh, I can't, I think, I can't remember if it was Felon that moved here first. Actually, no, I think it was Gray and Guess that moved here first. And then Felon, and then High, and Ecto, and, uh, Sire, was living here for a long time as well. Hmm. There's a lot of DC people living here. So, I mean, did you ever... What happened? <laughs> I mean, did people just slowly start yeah, people moving just away? Moved, yeah, moved away. I mean, you know, five, six months out of the year, it's kind of hard to paint because everything's wet. But stuff still got done. 
you know, I just think it, time to time to move on kind of thing. Like those guys definitely were move somewhere for a year or two and then move on to the next city kind of thing. So, mm. which I was too, but I met somebody here. I had no reason to go anywhere else. Stick around. Yeah. Cool. So, um, do you still do you still follow graffiti? Do you still watch it? Do you still? I still look for it. Like when I'm out on my bike or driving around, I still, you know, I'm always gonna see it. I'm always gonna notice it. And I'm always gonna stop and look at stuff. Excuse me. Like even when I'm out on my bike, you know, along Highway Thirty, there's train yards out there. I'm always getting yelled at by teammates to pay attention to what's in front of me because I'm always like constantly looking over at the trains. Um, but uh, I'm not big on, you know, scouring the internet for what's the latest or anything like that. Like I go to Twelve Ounce all the time, but even then, it's there's two threads that I check, and neither one of them has anything to do with graffiti. So. That's cool. <laughs> What, I mean, how do you think it's changed? I ask everyone this, but I'm just curious, like... How's graffiti what your, changed? Yeah, and what your perspective is on what, what's happening now. Did the internet kill graffiti? Kind of, I, mean. I don't think so. I, I think if, if the internet has had any influence on graffiti, it's uh, made it easier for people to copy other people's styles, I think. Um, I guess magazines too. But it seems like magazines aren't even as big as they were yeah. even 10 years ago. I guess if there wasn't the internet, people would probably do a lot more painting, <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> they, wouldn't, mm -hmm. they wouldn't waste two, three hours a day looking at graffiti. They'd be out there doing it. So, um, I keep going back and forth, but now with like the art that you're doing, are you still... I mean, are, are you still sort of looking at it in terms of letters? Because I almost see more architecture than... Or I see more... Uh, that influence than the it's, letters uh, in some of them. It's weird because I'll start out with letters, um, but then I'll I'll break it down even into their like simplest form. Like you know, I'll draw. I always start with the O, and I'll draw the O, and sometimes I'll start out with it just being really really wacky, and then I'll just break it down into a really really simple form, and then I'll go to the K. And, same thing, I'll just kind of make it wacky, but then just break it down. And it seems like when I, when I start out with each other, it looks more like graffiti, but then once it's all broken down, it looks more like just a design shape or, you know, like an architectural shape and less like graffiti. So that by the time it's a finished product, you know, whether it's on the computer or on a piece of paper or on a canvas, like, it just doesn't look like graffiti to me anymore. And... I don't think it looks like graffiti 
to anybody else. <laughs> so, um, but the influence is still there. I mean, it's still based in letters. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm doing now where it's just, it's just like a, you know, a close-up section of an entire piece. It doesn't look like anything. It just looks like shapes. But it, I mean, that's, it's still based in letters. It's still based on graffiti. Cool. Um, what are your, do you have any other influences, any major influences besides, you know, there's graffiti and architecture and, um, I, I would say graphic design. There's a lot of graphic design influence. Um, no one in particular, or no, you know, no firm in particular, but there are definitely some standouts that I do think do really cool stuff. I, I couldn't tell you their names, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Just stuff that I see that I think is really cool. I think Design Republic might be one of them. They've done some really cool stuff in the past. But... Um, having a lot of graphic design friends, you know, it, that kind of, you know that part definitely comes out in what I do. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any other questions. Did you ever get into, I guess, more in depth into the the whole train culture? Uh, not really. I mean, like you know, when High and Felon were living here and. I wouldn't say that I was strictly painting freights, but I was painting freights a lot more. And I absolutely loved it. I mean, that was... It was just really, really cool, really fun. Um, but I never really got like heavy into freight culture or anything like that. So was that mostly High and Fallon's influence? I mean, were they I would really say into trains when they came here? I would say it's, yeah, I mean, High was strictly into freights, totally into freights. And I would say he had a lot of influence on me painting freights, if not complete influence on me painting freights. Um, I mean, he was just really, really good at it. <laughs> so if I'm going to learn from anybody, it must be somebody who's really good at it. Do you have any idea how many you painted? How many you have out there? I seem to, I mean, based on my limited experience, you know, trading with him, seems like he was, like he would send me a photo and on the back he'd say which number it was. And he, you know, he kept, Yeah. It seems like he kept really good track of everything he, he painted. He was really well at documenting what he was doing and, I mean, like to the point of, like, yeah, like where pieces were numbered or like every piece had to have a quote from a Black Sabbath song. I mean, he was just like, <laughs> he was just really meticulous about that kind of stuff, which was great. I mean, that was awesome. But uh, how many I've done, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. No guess? I would <laughs> say maybe 150. Okay. Which isn't very much compared to a lot of people, but it's all right. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's kind of hard to, I didn't mean to pin you down on that, but I was just curious. <laughs> Definitely not as much as, as high, but, I mean, there was, yeah, there was, like, one year where I didn't paint walls at all, I just painted frames. So, so have you had any legal, legal entanglements from, from graffiti? Have you ever been... Um, just those two things, and, uh, 
In California? In California. I got arrested here once, um, but it was thrown out because they had no evidence. Do you have any gnarly chase stories or anything? There was a chase out here in Portland. I believe it was me, Jets, High, and I think it was Kane, my friend Kane. We were painting at a layup off of Highway 30. And it's just like this one spot where they normally laid up like, you know, six or seven cars at a time. But it was off the road and kind of like down a little bit. So we were painting there and didn't hear the cops till the last second when like they were already walking around with flashlights and stuff and so like we just kind of all scattered hmm. and the way the layup was there was like the track that ran along the road but then there was like a track that kind of went off uh, had a, like a 90 degree turn and went across the river and before it got to the river it passed like this building off to the left hand side that was just like all night long was just lit up like daylight never really thought about anything about it but that night that we got chased I ran towards the river along those tracks and stopped and then <clears throat> before the tracks went across the river kind of went you know, it was like a little hill that went down to the left toward that building and uh, so the hill before goes, or after the river Sorry. before the river okay so that you know it's like a hill that goes down and then it goes back up and then there's that building so I'm kind of like sitting on the side of that hill part that's going down and I'm looking at the building and I can see like all these people, not all these people, I'd say there's like five or six people like moving around. One guy was like crawling around. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, instead of watching the cops, I'm watching these guys now. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I can start to see like little lights and stuff on them. They're wearing helmets and they have like lights and shit on their helmets. <laughs> like little red lights and stuff. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And I couldn't figure it out but that freaked me out so bad that I took off toward the cops because I'm like, <laughs> if it's a matter of dealing with the cops or dealing with whatever those guys are, I'm going to deal with the cops. So I just dropped my bag where I was and just took off toward the cops. And by the time I got back to the layup, the cops were gone. I went the next day to get my bag, see if it was still there. My bag was exactly where I left it. <laughs> and then I went to see what that building was all about, and you couldn't even get to it because there was, like, crazy fences with barbed wire and all kinds of stuff. So, like, aliens? or I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was aliens, but I started to think maybe it's, like, a government building or something. But you still don't know what that building is? Yeah, there's no signs or anything. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, like, totally gated up to where there's, like, two rows of fence with barbed wire on both on the top of the fence. And it goes around the entire perimeter of that building. <laughs> so, that's crazy. That was, like, that's the craziest one I've got. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good one. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't have any more questions, actually. I don't know how we're doing on time, but do you have any, anything you want to say in closing? <laughs> okay well uh, yeah thanks again for um, allowing me to come and ask yeah, you sure. some questions uh, keep us keep us posted on any any shows or anything oh cool yeah I will if you're yeah when you get some paintings up let me know <laughs>
And yeah, thanks again. Yeah, no problem.